We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash lawless. Just go to Indeed.com slash lawless right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed com slash lawless. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, Sunshine, and welcome to another special edition of the State of the Union podcast. We have a very special guest joining me here uh, and David Mossy here on the uh, State of the Union. Todd Dunneman, and as far as I'm concerned, an MLS legend, um, a perpetual um, winner when it comes to MLS Cups, five-time MLS Cup champion winner, Stanford grad, um, one of the great left backs in Major League Soccer history, um, has played for a number of different teams, including maybe the Earthquakes, and the Galaxy, and uh, a couple other teams there, won an open cup with, uh, uh, with the Galaxy, and he has been a GM since 2018 with the Sacramento Republic. Uh, Todd Donovan, welcome to the State of the Union. Can you hear us? You look beautiful, my friend. Yeah, thank you, Alexi. David, hey, great to be here. What an intro. Thank you. Uh, there I was, we go. There uh, couldn't we have go. written one better myself. Well, you wrote it, and I just read it, uh, so that's what we do. All right, listen, <laughs> exciting times for you and for Sacramento, and the reason why we wanted to bring you on was, was twofold. One, uh, the uh, the pressing issue um, with your team getting ready to take on Sporting KC uh, in the semifinal of the Lamar Hunt uh, Open Cup. Now, uh, this is this is a big game. It's been sold out for weeks. You guys are hosting it. Uh, I know you're very, very excited. You've been doing a lot of press, and rightfully so, because I think it's a big moment for this team. How big of a moment? Is this... We, we heard... Um, down in Miami uh, last week, Mr. Neville say that their game against uh, Barcelona was the biggest game in their club history. Is this the biggest game in Sacramento's club history? Yeah, it's hard to top this at this point. I think, you know, the club exploded onto the scene back in 2014 with 20,000 plus fans to every single game, uh, won a championship. So certainly don't want to take anything away from that past. But in terms of uh, kind of the you know, the history of this club, this is, this is massive. And and the run that, that we're on, you don't see this very often. This happens once or twice a decade in us soccer. And that's why it's interesting. And that's why it's cool. I think our, our, our players, our club, uh, have earned our, our place in the semifinals and we're going to have to, you know, have an incredible night to, to move on to the next stage. So this isn't the end of this road for us as far as we're concerned, but it's a massive one. Yeah, Todd, you're trying to become the first non-MLS club to win this since 1999, the Rochester Rhinos. You've already knocked off two of your former clubs, San Jose and the Galaxy, on this run. Uh, now you face SKC. 
How motivating is it for your players to face an MLS club? How satisfying is it to knock them off? Do you feel like your players enter these games with a real chip on their shoulders? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I think that that sums up Sacramento. We got a chip on our shoulder, um, you know, kind of a an afterthought in terms of California, big cities. But uh, there's a ton of pride here. I think our players feel it. Our, our fans feel it. Uh, the community feels it. So this is why you play, you know, moments like this, games like this. This is why our players play. And this is what we as a club want to aspire to, to to punch above your weight, to, to rise up and when the occasion hits. And uh, so far, our guys have been absolutely tremendous at, at that. And uh, it's going to be our toughest game. Kansas City is going to be our toughest opponent yet in the Open Cup. We know that they uh, do very well in this tournament. They've prioritized it for years and they've won it uh, as, as many times as anyone else in in the league. So uh, for us, this is a this is a great opportunity. Well, you mentioned uh, prioritizing. And, and look, if you look at SKC this year, it's been a miserable year for this team and they in that sense have had to out of necessity put all these eggs in the uh in the open cup basket so but you still have your hands full with this with this mls team for those that aren't necessarily familiar with with the with the setup there give me a little uh behind the scenes look as to what one could expect when you go to a sacramento game if you were to get lucky enough to have tickets to this uh to uh, to this game the stadium setup uh and just the experience setup which i know is so important to all teams whether it's usl and nwsl or mls yeah, this is going to be unique. I mean, we, so our stadium's at, at the California State Fairgrounds uh, at Cal Expo, and just so happens that the Cal, California State Fair is going to be happening uh, during the game this week. It started last week, and so in the backdrop, you'll see the Ferris wheel, you'll see uh, carnival rides. It is going to be a, a you know kind of a magical backdrop. Um, we're yeah, like you said, we've sold this game out. For weeks now, it was we've never seen demand like that, um, and the secondary market is going crazy. So it's it's certainly captured the imagination of our our fans, and I think uh, again, you don't see this kind of a run often, and uh, that's what makes it notable. And honestly, that's what makes the Open Cup fun—the chance for you know the David Goliath story and to be able to you know ha- have have those kind of cup sets that that everybody can get behind. I was going to ask you about that. You won the U.S. Open Cup as a player. Do you feel like? that competition gets as much respect as it deserves? Or do you feel like it should be even bigger in this country? Yeah, it has so much room to grow. I think every team would tell you that they want to win. Uh, this trick and the secret sauce is doing it in the most economical way possible. And that's what teams try to do. They try to, you know, advance, survive in advance. And, you know, sometimes the game plan works, sometimes it doesn't. And that means you got to rotate the squad. You got to you know, we've had to do that as well. We've, we've, we've played a, a couple of rounds where we were playing teams uh, in lower divisions than us. We played Phoenix Rising from our own division, and then we played up, you know, against MLS a couple couple games. So it's all about managing the season, managing uh, a congested schedule. And we've added five games. This will be our sixth now on top of our league schedule, and you gotta got to wade through all of that. Um, so, yeah, to your point, I think this competition's tremendous. It gives you, you know, the winner gets a berth in Champions League. Um, and it's unique in that you can have these David Goliath stories that that are interesting to watch, and that's what we all want. All right, let's let's uh, make it a little bigger picture here because you know Sacramento is a soccer town, as you know, uh, and as we know from the uh, from the outside, uh, Sacramento has a history. Um, and when it comes to Major League Soccer, Sacramento though has been you know the bridesmaid uh, multiple times. Why is Sacramento not part of MLS yet? Yeah, it really comes down to one thing, and we we haven't uh, secured 
you know, the lead investor that that ultimately needs to take the team uh, to MLS. Uh, it's very expensive to do that now and uh, easier said than done. That's been the missing piece. We've got a, a great stadium plan downtown that we're going to move forward with, with or without MLS. Uh, you know, it, I think it's been very obvious now over the course of the last 15, 20 years, how important the downtown stadium is for clubs. We've got that, uh, you know, and, and beyond that, we've got a market that supports the support soccer. It's a, a one, one sport town currently, you know, in terms of major league sports and, and having the NBA Kings and that's, it's a void that, that we can fill. Um, so for us, you know, we need to get over the, the, the hump with that, that lead investor and, and good things happen, but we're focused solely on the here and now. And, uh, I think this cup runs rejuvenated our fans, our fan base and, and the club as a whole. And we think moving to a downtown stadium will even further that cause. Well, you just mentioned that in this country, it's about having the money to become an MLS club. I do have to ask you as the president and GM of a USL team, how do you feel about the whole issue of promotion relegation, which is talked about so much among fans in this country? Yeah, it's a fun topic. Um, you know, certainly I think everybody's got an opinion on it. I think, you know, in a perfect world, it, it's great, right? Because it, uh, it pushes everybody, uh, it pushes the competition up. It, it has real consequences for, uh, teams that do invest and teams that don't invest. And I think, you know, that that's interesting for fans, um, with our system, with having the leagues set up in, in the way they are, uh, there's a lot of issues to work through to, to get somewhere where it makes sense for all parties involved. Um, so it is a romantic idea to, you know, it's certainly, you see it in the rest of the world, but ultimately, uh, in this country, uh, being so new into the pro soccer world, I think, you know, I don't think people give us soccer enough credit for how young the sport is here still. Um, you know, Alexi was, was carrying the flag for us back in 94. Uh, and that was a pivotal moment. And now, uh, we're about to have another one here in a, in a few years, but just in that time frame alone of, of 30, 30 or so years, it is incredible what this country has done, the amount of stadiums, the infrastructure, the investment that's gone into the sport. People don't give it enough credit and it is still a super young sport and you haven't had multiple generations kind of rise up through that uh, to, to be born into it, if you will. So we, you know, U.S. soccer is is on the right path and I'm certainly bullish on it. Well, that's very kind of you. But speaking of, of credit, and, uh, credit and praise, um, it, you know, it, it warms the cockles of my redheaded heart uh, and my old redheaded heart at this point to see that people like you being given opportunities and also seamlessly uh, just transitioning to a very, very different type of environment. And I know you certainly had the education, but you've also had some really interesting experiences. And I'm always fascinated to to get a peek behind the curtain a little bit in how it is gone. Because I remember years and years ago, people would tell me, oh, just you know, use the lessons that you learned as a player. And yes, some of that transitions, but I th I'm sure you would agree that not all of it does. So what are some of those lessons that you have learned? What are those eye-opening experiences that you have had moving into the front offices, moving into the business world, as opposed to the locker room and the field? Yeah, there's definitely, you know, like you said, there's definitely, um, you know, lessons that you learned and traits and uh, the competitiveness, all those things. You can bring that over, uh, but you are going to learn and there's always a learning curve. I think that for me is the number one thing is you never stop learning. I mean, I, I do not have it all figured out. I don't, I don't think I ever will. Uh, but the key for me has always been to ask questions, to lean on people, to get people beside me that know more than me. 
right? Um, you know, whether it's marketing, whether it's sponsorships, whether it's community, uh, just get good people in the front office that, uh, that can lead you. Uh, so for me that, you know, and then you ask questions, you, you try to learn, you try to poke and prod and, um, you know, be that conduit between the team, between the front office. Uh, that for me is fun. It's having that openness to always learning. And, uh, again, surrounding yourself with good people. That's, that's what the only time I've ever had success on the field or off is when I've had great people around me. Um, you know, and we certainly have that here with, with an owner and Kevin Nagel that has done a tremendous job and buoyed this team from day one, um, and continues to do that. You talked about, you know, we're missing that, that final piece. Kevin has been instrumental to everything we've done and has given us the resources, not just for our team, but for a front office that puts on a great show for our fans and, and does things in a first class way week in and week out. So he's a smart man. You know, got, got to praise the owner. Always got to praise the owner. Todd, I apologize if I'm bringing up a sore subject here, but I was lining up your playing career with Alexi Lalas's general manager career. <laughs> did, did, a, did Alexi trade you a couple of times? Listen, some of those years are foggy, you know, not, <laughs> neither one of us remember. Um, but it's it's a business and, you know, things happen. And I, it so happened that I was a left back that, um, you know, was sought after. And sometimes things happen. Sometimes you get in a a position where you have multiple uh, players is a luxury and a position. And, um, I, no hard feelings whatsoever. <laughs> it's much easier to find players that weren't traded by me now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nowadays, um, before we before we let you go, I really appreciate it. And and once again, a reminder: uh, this uh, this uh, this this game is going to be. Um, big, not just for the teams involved, but for the tournament, which needs as much exposure out there for, as Todd has mentioned, the underdog type of matchup uh, uh, that uh, that we have here. It's going to be it's going to be fun to watch. And by the way, you can watch it on uh, ESPN, uh, ESPN Plus. And I think they've done a really good job with uh, with the uh, with the U.S. Open Cup. Give people a little primer in terms of the team, in terms of players that we sh should be watching uh, that either for the game or in the future, uh, we should keep our eye on. Yeah, good question. I think our, our, our team, we retooled that, you know, in the offseason, really brought about three quarters of the team as new players. Um, you know, we've got a back three that has been tremendous during this run. Uh, Dan Casey, Connor Donovan, Lee Desmond, a uh, bit of an Irish trio, I think you know, have, have done a great job in the back for us, um, locking it down. But we also have uh, a player in Luis Felipe who scored three winning game-winning goals. He came from MLS uh, with the San Jose Earthquakes, uh, has done a tremendous job for us. Rodrigo Lopez, uh, a club legend, somebody who, you know, was the talisman for that, you know, 2014 team. We brought him back and he's been our captain this year. Absolutely killed it um, and done a great job. So all over the field, you know, we, we feel like we have, the right mentality, the right attitude, which in cup games and in one-off games, that is how you advance. Uh, and, you know, we know that Kansas city is going to be coming. Peter Vermes's teams uh, do not mess around when it comes to these competitions. We saw what happened uh, against Omaha and, and, and we know how important this competition is to them. So we're expecting our toughest match yet. Um, but we're playing in front of our home fans. We are, we are up for the challenge and our guys are, are ready to go. Uh, Todd, last one for me. I know there's a correctional facility that you guys visit from time to time, Folsom Prison. Did you think about putting this SKC game there to create a really intimidating <laughs> environment? <laughs> That's a good question. You, you know, we, we go to Folsom Prison every single month. 
Uh, and it is an incredible experience. I mean, just to be able to be in that environment to play soccer, it's really simple what we do. We, we literally go and, and play a pickup game with them. Um, you know, the guys that are able to play, there's a, a waiting list of over a hundred, hundred inmates that want to be part of the game. Um, and we go back every single month. We let our players come in. Uh, they watch, we don't let them play. I don't want to get those calls from their agent when they twist an ankle on the, uh, on the prison yard, but uh, you know, we, we have, uh, we have a great time and honestly, I mean, believe it or not, you forget where you are. And I think that's the beauty of the game. You roll the ball out, you could be in a, in a park on a Sunday league. Uh, and that's what the guys I think in the prison appreciate so much being treated like humans and, and, you know, having that getaway and that, that release that they don't, uh, they don't get on a day-to-day basis. Um, it is a cool experience and, uh, and we love it. We're going to keep going. That sounds awesome. Uh, I would like to play in that. All right, uh, Todd, uh, part of your job, and I'm going to let you go with this, is to sell and to sell the game, to sell your league, and obviously to sell your team. So one one last chance here. Sell us as to why Sacramento Republic uh, is a team that we should tune into, whether it is on uh, Wednesday when you play SKC in the semifinals of the Lamar Hunt Open Cup at 10.30 Eastern time on ESPN+, Plus, or further on down the line as you continue on with USL, or in the future when uh, maybe you become an MLS team. Yeah, I mean, Sacramento's different. It just is. Uh, you, you come here and you can feel it. You see the gear all over town. You're in an Uber, uh, and the driver will will know about the team. Will know about our plans for the rail yard stadium. Will know that uh, that we're a big deal here, and I think that's what's unique. In so many markets, uh, you don't have that relevancy, but you do in Sacramento. People care about it. People love it. People are behind it. The the politicians here, the you know, our mayor is is behind it. Our city council is behind it. The business community is behind it. Uh, it is different here. You, you felt that, uh, when we announced, you know, MLS back in 2019, we had 12,000 people on Capitol mall that showed up, uh, spur of the moment. It is just different here. Uh, and why you want to tune in, uh, this team is playing with a lot of heart, a lot of passion, uh, and taking down two MLS teams wants to make it a third. Uh, we know how tough that's going to be. We know we're the underdog, but, uh, that is what our club is all about. It's what our city's about. The city motto's, uh, you know, uh, Herbs Indomita, which means we're the indomitable city. We do not back down from a challenge. We do not, you know, take no for an answer, and we're going to keep going. Uh, that's what this tournament's about for us. That's what our players are, are playing for and uh, having fun all the while doing it. Love it. I love it. I'm sold. All right. Uh, again, the pathway for Sacramento to arrive here at the semifinals. Uh, let's see. You beat Timbers under 23. You beat Central Valley Fuego, uh, Phoenix Rising, Earthquakes, Galaxy, uh, you mentioned. And now in the semifinal against Sporting KC. Uh, incidentally, the other semifinal will be Orlando versus the Red Bulls. If Sacramento were to win, um, you guys can't host the game, uh, but obviously you would go to a final. And as we said at the beginning, looking to be the first USL team to uh, reach a final since 1999 and possibly win a final since 1990. I remember it well. I remember Yari Allnut and his beautiful bald head running around with Rochester back then like it was uh, like it was yesterday. And yet it was a long time ago. Todd Donovan, uh, thank you, first off, for coming on the State of the Union. Congratulations uh, and, and Godspeed going forward, whether it's on the field with the team or off the field with all the different experiences that you are happening. You are a credit to the game, uh, not just as, uh, as a player, but what you are doing now. And I love that you are giving back and that you are working hard and you are having these wonderful experiences. It couldn't happen to a nicer guy. And I wish you luck on Wednesday when you do face Sporting KC again at 1030 Eastern time on ESPN Plus in the semifinal of the Lamar Hunt Open Cup. Thanks, Todd. 
Todd. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Great to be here. All right. And thank you uh, for tuning into this special State of the Union podcast interview with the Sacramento Republic President Todd Donovan. We will see you again next time. Same place, same channel, same sound, same beautiful people here, including David Mossy over here. Thanks, David. Uh, and until then, and as always, size the day. We'll be right back. 